This is Friday, July 2nd. We're going to start with our scripture passage today from the book of Numbers. Numbers 11, verse 18 to 23. And say to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow you shall eat meat. For you have wept in the hearing of the Lord, saying, Who will give us meat to eat? It was better for us in Egypt. Therefore the Lord will give you meat. You will eat. And you shall not just eat one day or two days or five or ten days or twenty days, but a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and becomes loathsome to you because you rejected the Lord who is among you and you wept before him saying, why did we come out of Egypt? Moses said, the people among whom I number 600,000 on foot and you have said, I will give them meat and they will eat a whole month. Shall flocks and herds be slaughtered for them and be enough for them? Shall all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them and shall they be enough for them? And the Lord said to Moses, Is the Lord's hand shortened? Now you shall see whether my word will come true for you or not. Now the people were complaining about having the same manna day after day. And Moses went to the Lord in despair over this. Moses could lead the people, but he couldn't change their hearts. He couldn't bring about their contentment. Leaders want to be able to fix things and to keep those following them at peace. Likely Moses feels like he's failed God and failed the people. Or worse, he's given up on the people. And so the Lord speaks with Moses about this and promises two things. First, he will bring other leaders alongside Moses to share the responsibility of leading the people. And second, the people have been complaining about not having meat, and God promises to give them meat to eat. When Moses hears this promise, a month of meat, he can't believe that the Lord will bring this about. Really, in the desert, where will the Lord be able to provision meat for so many people for so long? It's absolutely impossible. The Lord can't do this. Now, we may be surprised to hear this from Moses. Moses had seen the, seen the ten plagues the Lord placed on Egypt. He'd seen the splitting, the dividing of the sea so that Israel could pass by on dry ground. He's seen the Lord bring water from the rock. What is his problem? Why can he not see that the Lord can indeed do this? Now, I've often learned as a leader that the ones closest to the problem, whatever the problem may be, come to see that it just can't be solved. Years ago, when I was a computer programmer, I would sometimes come upon a problem that looked utterly unsolvable to me. I, I would get stuck. But another programmer who worked with me could quite easily find a solution. And it was strange when this happened because, well, I knew the problem better than he did. We can easily get stuck in one way of seeing things. Now, you may say at this point, well, Moses knows the Lord and has seen the Lord in action. But that is not what has Moses' attention. Here's what Moses sees. He says, the people among whom I am numbered 600,000 on foot... You say, I will give them meat and they will, may eat a whole month. You see, Moses sees how many people they are. there are. 
He knows too well the difficulty of leading such a large mass of people and making sure they have food and water. And in his way of thinking, well, there's there's new solution to this problem. Even God can't do this. I mean, they're in the desert, for goodness sakes. There's nothing to work with there. Here is the man who's spoken with the Lord face to face, doubting the power and provision of God. Now, there's some important principles we need to draw from this moment in the life of Moses. First, what you look at, focus on, will drive what you believe. Your perspective will shape what you think of God and what you think God can and will do. And yes, we can become stuck in the way we see things. We can come to see the place where we, where we get the place we cannot see any other way. We may come to view a relationship in the same way for so long that we cannot imagine a different future. And if someone suggests otherwise, we'll say it's impossible. In a sense, we give ourselves over to the problem, allowing it to rule our hearts and dictate our thoughts. This is where Moses is at this point. Our problems can obscure our vision of God and who he is. And when this happens, well, we need a friend like I needed that other programmer that worked with me to help us see things from a different point of view. Now, the second thing we need to learn from Moses is that we often have God wrong. We are constantly shaping our view of God based on our experience rather than based on who God really is. I sometimes meet people who tell me they can't believe in a God that does this or that. And I tell them, well, I don't believe in that God either. Then if they ask, I share with them about the Lord who is God. He's not limited by our perspective of him. He's not made in our image, but we are made in his. Now here's what happened in that moment with Moses and the people. The Lord found the people complaining about manna. Soon they'll be complaining about having too much to eat. God drives immense flocks of quail from the sea into the desert, from flying over the sea to the desert where the people can collect them. And the harvest of meat, well, it's unimaginable. Is the Lord's arm too short? Is there anything God cannot do? Moses shows us that when we're looking so long at the problem, likely we've ceased looking at the Lord. And this is where we need to keep our eyes. When we keep our eyes on God, we can remember that God can do all things. And we can also then see the character of God. We can be reminded that God loves his people. He is going to provide for them. This case is no different. If the Lord brought the people out of bondage and led them through the wilderness, really? Will he not provide the food they need? Does God not have a purpose in all of this, even this time when they're discontent and complaining? We so easily underestimate the power of God and his, his engagement with us in our lives. And this is why God has given us Jesus. We can look upon him and know that if God has given us his son, he will give us all the things that we need along with him. Let's pray. Lord God, forgive us for doubting your power and your love. We know you can do all things. We know that you love us even when we're walking through loss or pain. Remind us of your faithfulness with each new day that we might trust you with whatever comes into our lives. We also pray for others around us to behold your glory, 
that they also might rest in you. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.